really hard to say so shop talk and then shock top shock top shock oh fuck that's really hard <laughs> shock top that's... shop 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 talk shock top shaquille o'neal <laughs> oh man there we go <laughs> yes Woo. nailed it what's up everybody welcome back to while you die i believe episode five i'm caleb slack i'm jesus sanchez and uh, this is a podcast where we pretty much talk about our favorite bits of entertainment and all things considered while we die. Jesus, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, man. It's been really good having everyone listen to the pod, be pretty, you know, come in and talk about it, listen to us and our verbal diarrhea and be pretty, pretty cool about it, you know? And it's been kind of cool. I've been connecting with old friends again that have been checking it out, you know? Like Ashlyn said it was a friend simulator for her. Yeah, um, let me read a couple of know. those tweets. So, uh, hell yeah. A couple of tweets that we got from at Trashland said, this is my new post-work comfort <laughs> podcast. And uh, at Hope Lee says, uh, Lips of an Angel is an iconic. Thanks for the proper promotion of what is maybe one of the best songs ever written. And we're glad that we I'm could glad. do that service. Thank you guys for the support. And uh, if you guys ever want to send us a tweet, you can send that at, at While You Die Pod. You can send that at The POTUS. <laughs> I know, like, I follow Foos Gone Wild, and they'll do, like, merch drops. And I'm like, man, I wish I was in L.A. to pick up some of that sweet merch. But I, we don't have any sweet merch. I could, like, have a couple of vintage Cantina Fight shirts. If anyone's a size XXL or XL or XXL, I, I got some stuff for you. You still have shirts from Cantina Fight? Yeah, yeah, dude. I still have a, a couple, dude. I found them the other day when I was cleaning out my room. I think I have one of the gray ones, and that's pretty much it. What well, really cool, I remember giving one to one girl and she made it into a crop top. I'm like, that's so hot. I had someone do that with a Honeywire shirt. That feels good. It does. I'm wearing actually your Honeywire shirt right now, actually, funny enough. Are you? Yeah, I wish it was in black, but since it's white, it's a good shirt that I could wear under almost everything. And right now I'm just, it's it's hot out here. It's a nice, like, 60, 70 degree day here in Texas outside as I'm recording. <laughs> the weather's been amazing in Chicago lately, which has been... Maybe that's why my moods improve so much because it's Dude, nice it to really step is outside a and not hurt. It really is a seasonal thing, man. I don't know. Everything as a recent has been really life affirming and just been in an all around really good mood, honestly. And knowing how that happens, I'm ready for next week to feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was nice too because like we finally got to talk like outside of the show. Just because, like, we yeah, both for been, a while, we've well, both been busy, like, oh, with different I, stuff, and like, uh, I called you. What I think, was it Monday night? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was like, I gotta be up early tomorrow. I'll stay up till four a.m. with you. <laughs> 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 Which uh, I woke up. Those I'm perfect at doing that. Like, my body knows who to prioritize or like what to do because I woke up that next day like at nine a.m. and I was like, hell yeah, man. I feel that too. I was so tired. Like when I got up today, and mind you, I got up super late. But once I knew it was pod time, I was like, "All right, let's go." I'm about to murder That's this out. French press of coffee. <laughs> oh yeah, man! I got me some good coffee today. I, I treated myself to some espresso as well to, oh. to keep me going. So this could possibly be really bad or really good. So in we'll our see. in artisanal man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oui, uh, a oui. Renaissance man, if you will. <laughs> Le oui, oui, uh, no, I I called yes. you. Uh, 
I talked to you late, late Monday night because I was stoked that the show was finally published. And then uh, my cover of Be My Baby finally hit 2 million, which was wild, dude. Congrats, dude. For real, man. I hope more people have been checking that out. Honestly, they needed the, you know, honey, not to toot our own horn here, but it needed the while you die push, you know, from people to check it out, to push it over that, uh, that overhold. Yeah, whenever, whenever I made that little announcement that it hit 2 million, I was like, also, I have a podcast. Go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> all nine people went over there and, like, just streamed it all night. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's weird even hearing, like, my stepdad, like, saying that he, like, binged, like, all four episodes on a road drive. and A road drive, yeah, I, as I, they call it. It's really good to think about that, but at the same time, I got to kind of disassociate myself from everyone listening. Because, like, right now, it's, like, friends and whatnot. And they they know all of us and everybody, you know, it, that, that's, it makes it surreal. But I'm like, all right, got to remember, there's other people that want to hear us right now. Yeah, no, I totally feel that. And I think uh, if anyone's trying to support the show, like we're not asking for money. I think the best way to support the show right now is tell someone who doesn't know who we are about the show. That way it could get better. And it's not just like, you remember that one time me and Victor did this? And I'm like, <laughs> no one knows who Victor is, dude. Stop talking about him. <laughs> We could talk about, you know, forces to do our jobs. I feel that. But are you ready to hit this song? I'm absolutely ready to hit this song. Dude, I've, uh, I've recently... <laughs> like it's heroin? Yeah. Hit me, dude. <laughs> right now? Damn. Uh, today I'm going with, um, I don't know how, but they found me's, um, Kiss Goodnight off their 2020 album, Razzmatazz from Fearless Records. Um, anyone who's familiar with the Brobex, this is their own Fearless Records. That's that's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. I don't um, know that. So, you know what? Let's just let's just get a little preview of the song real quick. For anyone not familiar with the Brobex, um, you got to be familiar with Panic at the Disco. So, and I mean, we're talking about, uh, I want to say around second, third album, Panic at the Disco, real early stuff. But this is from the bass player of that of that era, Dallin Weeks, playing bass and vocals, also other production, and a drummer, the former drummer for the Brobex, Ryan Seaman. <laughs> is that really his name or did you pronounce it that way because you knew it would get me no it's it's semen s-e-a-m-a-n we're just children nothing funny we're basically funny about that our show is basically two middle school boys at a sleepover <laughs> i can't deny who i am uh but uh dallin and ryan started playing small shows in late 2016 and kept all of it a secret like for the longest time, and this was like probably a little after Brobex. Um, they did. Uh, why they, was it, what's up? Why was he keeping it secret? I don't really know. <laughs> what, was he like afraid of a uh, homie from Panic at the Disco? Like he's going to find out and kick my ass. Well, like he left Panic to start his own solo project, and I think the internet wanted there to be beef about it, and 
I'll, I'll create beef. Uh, that's why Panic of the Disco sucks ass now. Probably because yeah. Dallin did a lot of writing, too. And uh, I used to love that band. I don't know what happened to them in, like, Fallout Boy, dude. Like Brendan Urie did, I, like, a... He was kind of doing his either Twitch or Instagram live thing for a while. But uh, one of the comments was, like, what's the deal with you and Dallin? He was like, Dallin and I are fine. He's like, I don't know why people are trying to make a problem out of it. Like, I'm excited to see what he does. Because um, we're bored. <laughs> also, Panic is garbage now. I don't know what happened yeah. to them. I, I haven't listened to them since. I remember, like, that High Hope song was coming out, and I saw Pete Buttcheeks doing, like, songs to it during the election. I was like, I hate everything about this, and I, uh, It's no. kind of giving me, Actually, it's kind of giving me, like, that, uh, like, that Maroon 5 effect to where it's, like, the beginning was really good and, like, creative in its own way, and then after a while, all the songs just kind of started blending together, and they kind of all they, just they, sound the same. They became too popular, and it was their own fault. It's not their fault, you know, they're trying to, trans you know, it happened to Coldplay, it happened to all these other bands, but the thing is, I think Maroon 5, Maroon 5 still makes pretty good pop music, honestly. Uh, Pank of the Disco, I just think it just sounds like poop, it's poop just, music. It just sounds washed music. out, but... Um, yeah. Anyways, I don't know, but I, I think with Dallin though, it's like even his vocal style, it's so dashboard confessional. No, th this and then that drop too. Oh my god, that sounds. Uh, I I like that a lot. That reminds me a bit of actually another song we talked about previous. Uh, Dance yourself clean is similar. You know, just everything kind of coming together. That mm -hmm. I I love when everything comes together for a good chorus. Yeah, and I was watching like a little interview that they were doing on uh, YouTube, and Dallin said that he did write this for his wife, and this is like the love song like on the album. Which um, I mean, the lyrics are so sweet. It has like this innocent like thing to it. It's like. Um, well, it, now that you say that's so cute that it's his wife. Like, I didn't want to know that. Like, I just wanted to kiss goodnight. I'm like, oh, that's so wholesome. You've been you've been on this dude for a while. Dallin, that's his name, right? Yeah. I remember back in Cantina Fight days, you and Justin talking about the Brobecks a lot and got me into them. I had no idea he started this other project right here. I told Justin that I was going to do uh, IDK Howe, and he was like, I miss the Brobeck days. And I was like, this kind of is the Brobecks. Like, it's the same drummer. It's Dallin. I think they're missing, like one guy but i mean just like the lyrics are so like should you invite me in to spend the night on the floor oh please believe i'll be a gentleman or you can show me the door while all my friends and i leave through the books on your shelf no i don't want to spend my life with anyone else come I, on i i miss those angsty lovey-dovey poetry fucking lyrics that i you know like these band used to do pank the disco at their peak did ball that boy say anything i i'm a sucker for all of that they've stuff, just stayed man. really true to like the emo roots to it and like yeah there is like some pop influence like in the beginning with like you know drum arrangements and everything but i i adore this they actually debuted um idk how uh at emo night in los angeles on like their two-year anniversary on that's uh, awesome in 2016 but like after they did it um, like with people saying like Dallin has a new project and everything, they denied it for like the longest time, like pictures and everything. They were like, no, 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 that's not it. Well, I get it because they don't want, you know, like this is a side project of this guy that he wants like to make music that just stands on its own. And then you find out, oh, it's this guy actually. And it's a good, like, you could tell it's him, but it's a good, uh, um, uh, progression of today's sound, you know, mm -hmm. not too popular, you know, polished up a bit, you know using influences of like what's popular now it, it, it sounds good man i yeah. like it and i mean Dallas just i mean he's just got that i mean uh, 
maybe I just got a crush on the guy. I don't know. But I mean, he was even on Vine for a while making dad jokes because once he had a kid, <laughs> dude, she was hilarious. But I mean, he was like your stepdad for a bit. He was. Yeah, he was my mom's boyfriend for a while. Just kidding. I, miss him. <laughs> I really miss him. No, man, but Bridget I mean, it was on a run, man. <laughs> but I mean, he was nominated for uh, for best bassist in 2015 by All Press. Really? Yeah. So I mean, like he's gotten like his instrumentalist recognition too. But anyways, that's Kiss Goodnight by I don't know how, but they found me. Uh, this is a newer album. Definitely check this one out, guys. I I fall in like I fall in love with the sidewalk at this point when you tell them listen to this song i absolutely love it definitely check it out this is I, i'm still reeling over the fact that their name is a <laughs> back to the future fucking reference i'm glad that you i knew i'm glad that you remembered the reference because i couldn't remember what it was from bolivians morty <laughs> i don't know how but they found me yeah you fucking <laughs> scammed him doc god uh let's hear your movie man oh uh, my movie this week this one is it's a newer one came out uh last year uh, it's called Another Round. Oh my God, Good Lord! It is a it's a Danish movie. Uh, it's on Hulu now. Everyone watch it, please. Uh, it has one of my newest obsessions ever as an actor, person, uh, just entity. <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen, guy's a great actor. I've been sleeping on him for a while, but he got nominated for best actor in this. And obviously, it was a slow year, COVID and whatnot. And I was like, crazy. I saw the trailer for it, and I wanted to check it out, and I was happy that I did. I saw that. I saw story. that dancing scene where you were like, "Welcome everybody," <laughs> which really set the. Tone. I had to post it. It really it set did. it set the tone for the community, and I really appreciate it. I haven't seen this movie yet, but it, it's it's a good dudes rock movie. When you watch it, it's man, it like it, it, it's about okay. I'll, let me get into the plot before I just talk. I just you know blow my load all over this movie. Uh, it, it's about four midlife crisis aged uh, friends all in their 40s they're all teachers at this school and they kind of hit like you know just like a wall they think they they're like damn dude all of our students are unmotivated we're boring and stuff like that and they go out to a uh, birthday of one of their homies he's turning 40 and they discuss this psychiatrist i forgot his name but he had a theory that uh uh having a blood alcohol content of 0.5 all the time makes you more creative and relaxed and he theorized that human beings were born with that too low. And the group kind of like thinks, hmm, maybe we should test this out. Mads Mikkelsen's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try it. Grabs himself a bottle of Smirnoff. He's drinking it in class. And he starts talking to the fellas about it. Like, guys, I think we should do this. So they set up a rules. And they actually like, all right, we're going we're gonna to do an actual test. We're going to do this. We're going to do it right. And we're going to do this. It's never going to be below 0.5. And we don't drink after eight, like Hemingway. And they're like talking about all these other great drunks and all this stuff. But within a, you know, a little bit after starting the experiment, all of their lives get a little bit better. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen, his marriage is kind of like in the rut. Uh, he finds it, you know, a little bit of a spark back with his wife and with his kids. Like there's scenes where he's teaching the kids and he gets them all into it. And I was getting into it. I was like, oh, badass. This is a good teacher right here. All of them start doing it. But like any good high, there's a low. And this shows kind of both sides of, you know, the highs and lows of alcoholism. They start deciding to up it. He's like, you know what? Why don't we push it to point eleven and so on and so forth? And, you know, without spoiling too much after that stuff happens, I don't want to get into it. But it, it is, uh, you know, it, it is a very life-affirming movie. Like, it, it, it is... <sighs> 
I haven't walked away from a movie feeling this way in a long time. And when I read about it more, it kind of hurt more. And it was cool that it came out the way it did. Because originally, Mads Mikkelsen's son, he, he had two sons in this movie. One of them was supposed to be the director's daughter. Mm-hmm. But what happened was she ended up dying in a car accident before that. The movie's dedicated to her. I didn't know that. Oh, jeez. Yeah, man. She was the reason uh, why he wanted to make the movie. It was based off a play that the director was writing. And he was talking about his daughter. And his daughter wanted to make a movie about the drinking culture with the Danish. And <laughs> I don't know if you know this. I, I didn't know this until recently. Denmark has the highest rate of teenage drinking in the world. Uh, like 15, 15-year-olds are just getting pissed out drunk. They had to like raise the alcohol age to 18, 19 over there. Was there not one before? To, there was, but I don't know. A lot. There was a lot of pushback for it, and I don't think they did it. And literally, the opening scene of the movie is, all right, guys, it's beer race time. And like they have to race around a lake with a case of beer and drink a beer every like so-and-so minutes. And if you puke, you're disqualified. <laughs> like the, the intro is very beautiful. It's just like this drunken, fun <laughs> that's mess what, you that's want what to we're be gonna part do. of. That's what we're going to do in Midland with the duck pond. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll t- <laughs> just puke immediately. I'm just floating in the fucking pond <laughs> dude that duck pond man someone's gonna listen and like yeah i remember that shut up uh no but originally it was gonna be you know uh, a celebration of alcohol based on the thesis the world history would be different without it and then four days into filming that's when she was killed and then you know after the tragedy it was reworked to be a little bit more life-affirming and if you watch the movie you'll know what i'm talking about you know i don't want to spoil it it's Oh man, it is a fantastic film. Mads Mikkelsen. I mean, we're going to talk about that ending scene where he's dancing. Well, I don't know what scene actually when um, he starts dancing. If I could clip in something from this movie, where what would you recommend that I clip in for the listeners? This being a audio show and the movies yes. and subtitles. I know. I would recommend just showing that clip where he's dancing at the end. That's or that song. Uh, this is Caleb editing right now. This is Scarlet Pleasure. What a life. I go insane. What a life. What a night. What a beautiful, beautiful ride. Don't know where I'm in five, but I'm young and alive. Fuck what they are saying. What a life. But beautiful it, and, you, and you, is, s- you said it's on Hulu, right? Yeah, it's on Hulu, man. It is. It is phenomenal. I definitely want to check it out. I, and also, what's cool about it, like, the entire movie, they're, like, talking, like, uh, yeah, Martin used to be a dancer. What were you doing, jazz ballet? And they always, like, bring it up, and they get drunk. They're having fun dancing, but he never goes fully in it. At the end, he, that's when he does that dance. He's doing it. And he's originally a gymnast and a dancer. I didn't know that. Mads Mikkelsen's, like, a classically trained, like, fucking dancing. He went to, like, some academy. I was wondering if that was him doing all of the stunts like, in tum- that scene. No, and if you rewatch it, it's good. Like, he's doing, like, good tumbling, like, good, like, ballet stuff. Like, I was like, holy shit. And then it helps that he's just chugging a beer, kicking it out in the ocean. It, it, it just, you know, it makes you appreciate the fellas, man. That's really what that movie is. Well, and I think, I, think I, saw your, c- I saw your retweet of it, and then I saw it on your Instagram, and I watched it both times just because, like, it's I don't I don't I haven't seen the movie, but it just puts you in a there, really good mood. It does. There's something really um, contagious about that energy in that movie. The way it's shot, there's a lot of natural lighting, good cinematography. You feel like you're part of this friend group, and it kind of fit. It you know it made a parallel in my life recently. Journey 26. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, shut up, baby." But you know, 
as long as you have some a good group of friends, man, and you're navigating this, dude, you know, life's life's not that bad, man. Life's pretty good. I'm looking at the uh, the quotes on this, and like the first one on IMDb is, "You must accept yourself as fallible in order to love others in life." And damn, I wish that was our tagline for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just that, like everyone's like, "What the fuck?" I was I just read that. I haven't seen this movie. I was like, "Damn, I love that." Well, it's pretty. Well, it's pretty cool. Like, some of the, the quotes when he's talking to his kids about it, like, half of it, he's just talking about drunk history. Like, uh, Ernest Hemingway was fantastic. So, when you kids are out there drinking and going crazy, know that you're in good company. Like, it, it, that is a just, it's nice, man. It, you know, I wish some teachers said some shit like that to me. What was the title of it again? The movie is called Another Round, but in in Danish, it's called binge drinking, but the word for that is just druk. D-R-U-K, so it looks funny as fuck. I'm looking at the poster. It looks like me trying to spell drunk. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's another round, a.k.a. truck. Be sure to check that out, guys. Speaking of which, I need another round here soon. I might move into some wine for this other, for the for the transition. I crush that beer. Ooh, what is it? Ooh, vino, my man. Ooh. Oh, I did. I'm trying oh, to get I love more. That. Dude, that's how the movie starts off. You just hear like it's a black screen. And you just hear that clink. I'm like, oh, that is lovely. <laughs> it feel yeah. I feel like we can actually celebrate on this show. I mean, it's a small accomplishment. We're we're good to go. Cheers, man, on starting the pod. Cheers, dude. We we did it, man. This is it. We did it. I, I, I treated myself to too good of a weekend if anything because of it i know i was like oh i'm gonna celebrate and now i'm like oh 5 30 i guess i'll have some wine and i was out <laughs> super late last night but dude i oh, what, you were bowling i went bowling last night and um i uh i hung out with a friend off of that uh falling like falling in snow story and uh um, was it the same person that fell in snow no so no 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 uh-uh which like i can get into that later but um cool it was uh so <laughs> The, like the people involved, like it was one of their roommates that I hung out with and she was like, let's hang out today. And I was like, okay, cool. And I had, I had a bloody Mary. I had a biscuits and gravy burger. And then Ooh, that sounds fantastic. And like, it was kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, like if someone invites you to lunch, you're kind of at that crossroad where it's like, well, do we just walk off and be like, well, see ya. That was nice. Or it's like, you, like, <laughs> what should we do now? We were kind of in that predicament. And I was like, I was like, you know what I haven't done forever that I really, really miss? And I was like, I want to go bowling. And she was like, oh, my God, that sounds so much fun. And, uh, dude, we went bowling, and I had so much fun. The place that we were originally going to go to, it was closed for league night. And then we were like, damn. And, like, they had, uh, like, one of the front desk people. I was like, is there another bowling alley nearby? And they were like, yeah, there's this uh, there's this place uh, in Irving Park. It's called Timber Lanes. And when people think of bowling alleys, you know, like they think of like, you know, the the screens with the little animations and everything. <laughs> yeah, with the most bizarre CGI ever. Dude, I <laughs> looks like David Lynch did it. I felt like I was transported back to like 1989. So real quick, shout out to Timber Lanes in Irving Park in Chicago you keep Ooh. you keep your own score. There's eight lanes. There's one barkeeper. 
and this place is just incredible. I had such a good time. The vibes were great. Everyone did like a great job of socially distancing. You still had a bowl with a mask on, but dude, I had so much fun. And mind you, like I'm not that great at bowling, but I did get a 162, and I think that's my highest. God damn, dude. I suck at bowling, dude. I'm always in the gutter. I'm not good at it. One thing that I really slept on, though, or I think that I just never really noticed is like bowling culture. Because I was watching like these leaguers, and for some reason, when they said that like there was going to be a league also playing on the other dude, side, dude, they're athletes. I was, I don't know why I was expecting like the typical classic bowling shirts, wrist guards, and everything. No, dude, it, it was just. Were a, they not dressed that way? No, dude, it was like. Just a bunch of dads. Like, one of them had, like, a neon green long sleeve Chicago Fire Department shirt on with, like, hell yeah, below the knee basketball and one basketball shorts, ankle socks, and, like... He was dressed like Adam Sandler. I love that. That sounds cool. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I was, like... So, once we finished up, like, two or three games, I was just kind of watching how they interacted with each other. You can just tell that there's, like, this deep chemistry to where, like... <laughs> The walkbacks are my favorite part of watching anyone, any stranger bowling, is to see what they do after they get a strike or they have a miss, because there's that walk back from the lane, and that's where it's art, really. You're at- Oh, God, yeah, that's why I don't like playing that, because, like, you, you, like, just ended up in the gutter, and everyone watches you walk back, and you have to kind of give, like, that shrug, like, eh, or, like, <laughs> that Charlie Brown depressed walk back. <laughs> And but if you if you're with the boys and you have that chemistry, you're like, all right, what can I say, man? Just like the ball and chain oh, down like, the dream. My notable favorites are the high finger guns and the um, <laughs> let's see, you you kind of get the little shoulder shoulder shrugs, but the no like the no look low fives, I lived for those. Those are my absolute favorite. The no look, no five. What? Like he raises his hand up and no one gives him a high five. No, that like you don't look, but you give like you know like up high, down low, like a down low, oh, like yeah. a like a down low high five, but not even looking at each other. I mean, like a smug high five, like ah, oh, don't need to see that. So good, dude. It's just the best. And then uh, so once we finished our games, we just kind of sat at the corner of the bar, had some drinks, and I was like. I think it'd be so cool to see like a bowling reality show. Like that's something I would watch to where it's like you get like 12, like 12 bowlers together and they all have to stay in a house. And there's just like these bowling challenges that they have to complete. It's the real world. Like, (laughs) wait, do they have to be professionals or just casuals? I don't know. I, th- I think that's because professionals it could- will probably be more entertaining to watch. Honestly, it's kind of like on Wii Sports how you can do like all the little mini games after that, something like that. <laughs> but then like you get to watch the drama of like these bowling dads. I think that'd be so cool. That sounds pretty interesting. I would watch it. I mean, I'm surprised there isn't a show like that right now. I mean, fuck, dude. There's a show for everything right now. Remember Amish Mafia? That was a show. Yeah, it sounds really familiar, actually. It's about a you know the organized crime syndicate of the Amish, and it was just like a group of dudes that would like hassle people if someone was rude. It's fucking stupid. What would you call a bowling reality show? I feel like there's so uh, many puns that you could make. Another bowl, and they're all high. Stay in your lane. I like that. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Uh, I don't know. Lane. <laughs> Stay in your lane is pretty sick, actually. <laughs> That just sounds like a good. That sounds like a good bowling movie. I don't know. 
Damn, I hit a wall with that, man. You killed me with that. I can't think of anything for that. Dude, a reality show of a bunch of dads staying in, like, one bowling cabin. And then they have to complete complete a bunch of challenges. And then they, like... It's just, like, all right, like, out-dad joke each other, out-pun each other. But then, like, the... Like, because there's always drama in the reality shows, right? So then, like, the drama would be, like, who's got the best, like, burger? Or, like... <laughs> like... Who churned up the thermostat? Those confession boxes where it's just like a green screen behind him. <laughs> yeah, Richard's really grinding my gears recently, by the way. He flips that burger, man. I'm telling him, you're getting the juices out that way. Ronald. At once. Hey, you know what? Ronald might be able to kill a killer split. But let me tell you something. Can't grill a burger. <laughs> he said, what about me? 610 split? How about you worry about 610 splitting your hair out of the fucking shower when you're done, man? <laughs> the only split I can't fix is with the old lady. <laughs> you know what would be really hilarious is that make them all sit down in unison and just hear the... <sighs> <laughs> they all harmonize, <laughs> harmonize each other's... <sighs> yeah, what is that? Just like, I want to scream when I yawn and sit down now. I catch myself doing that too, though. I do too. Like I, that's why I love you know. That's why dad hats are a thing right now. Everyone's realizing, well, by the our lifestyle we're living isn't the healthiest. So, of course, we feel like forty year old fathers right now. Have you seen this thing about the uh, the AI rapper? No, there's an AI rapper. Yeah, dude, it's like a computer like ex machina com- AI, oh. like computer generated. Uh, fucking rapper out there now and it's like kind of modeled after like takashi that's kind of sick actually i don't know how i feel about it honestly i mean it's terrifying (laughs) he's in like i mean if you guys like takashi you can check him out if you don't like takashi don't bother but his name is uh fn mecca and uh basically he's just he's a robot rapper that like it's just computer generated lyrics and I mean, it's just really interesting because this guy has like... Well, this isn't anything new. This has happened before. Uh, someone in China or Japan or Korea did like a, uh, a fake pop star. Like there's, there's manufactured pop stars out there on that side that are insanely popular. I remember reading about that forever ago, but now America's got hit by a rappy one. That's cool as hell. Does it say the N-word a lot like Takashi? Yeah. And like that's where I'm. Is it really? Yeah, and that's where I'm. Like I don't know how I feel about. Is it allowed to? It's not really. That's what I was thinking. Like that'd be like me. Or they. (laughs) It's like. What 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 pronouns do I get for AI? Well, and then at this point, and then at this point, I'm like, well, like, what do you (laughs) monsters? Yeah, I'm trying to see this. (laughs) Nah, this is fake. But I mean the UFM Mecca. The problem with this shit though is like I mean like take like Hatsune Miku for example. Um, are you familiar? No. You know the blue-haired anime girl? Uh, I, I know a handful of blue... You gotta be more specific. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I need you to just look... The blue eye... Go into... Okay, s- okay, I'm gonna Google it right now, and you could edit me Googling it out. Dude, this is Anamonaguchi. I love Anamonaguchi. Yeah, they did a remix they did, of it. They did this... They did the soundtrack of, uh, remember the Scott Pilgrim game? Yeah. The little 8-bit fighter game? They did all the music for that. that that's a... Man... Holy shit, dude. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole tonight, dude. I, I, man, I might go into K-pop too. That's going to be me. That's going to be my new guy. Yeah. I'm going to be K-pop guy in West Texas. But I mean, I'm all about like 
evolving and moving music forward and everything i think that's great i feel like just i feel like we're taking a step in the wrong direction with uh like a computer generated rapper that just sounds like a guy like we're not doing anything we're basically just making a digital copy of takashi which doesn't feel good that doesn't feel good in my in my bones no well it also goes back to like people like you know, sample isn't music or whatever, or like all this stuff. I do respect, I respect the innovation with it. I think something cooler could come out of it, but it is a scary rabbit hole we're going down under, man. If you, I don't know about you, but I've seen Ex Machina. It's terrifying. I'm cute. But you know what's not terrifying? I'm thinking me, This song fucking rules, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, honestly, Hatsune Miko, dude, this is fantastic stuff. This is... I, I literally... I, I, I'm i like an old man on the lawn. I'm like, I don't know what the hell this uh, anime hippity hop's going on here, but this is... This is fun, dude. Oh yeah, this is a d- at least this is a WYD Mik- bonus bringing in... <laughs> right here. Anamanaguchi Miku. It, 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 it's easy to spell Anamanaguchi. You can find it. No help needed. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the easiest title ever. You can just find it really quick. Now, I'll, I'll follow her in, in, into the void. Not following MC Mecca. Well, it looks like I'm drinking tonight because I'm on my second glass of wine. Yeah. I was like, when do I start? How about now? I know. I'm going to have to run to the store. I don't. <laughs> I, got, I still got a full-ass bottle of whiskey here. got some beers. I killed my last, like, fun craft beer I had here. But that's probably a good thing. I don't need to drink a 12% beer right now. But I do want to make it in for happy hour at work for a bit. I, there's nothing better than being able to be served on the other side of the bar after being on the other side a lot. I'd love that. We definitely got to hit Blue Door while I'm there. Dude, it's going to be fun, man. I... I yeah, I, I gotta have you try an old fashioned there, or I gotta make you an old fashioned here. I'm, I'm super fucking stoked. Oh yeah, we'll put you on the we'll we'll put you on the clock for five minutes to make me an old fashioned. Bonus time. I told uh, I told Jesus we should go into Chuck E. Cheese and play the raging apan game. <laughs> I want to get a picture with Chuck E. Cheese, or the new Chuck E. Cheese. Will they allow that with COVID and everything? I mean. He- the Chuck E. Cheese mascot is kind of just a big mask, you know? It's a full-body mask. I guess he's fine if I cough all over him and shit. Kids are disgusting, too. Kids are gross. Kids are fucking nasty. Kids dude. are just gross little drunk people. They really are, dude. No, I love kids, actually. I do, too. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I actually I, love I, I can't say that with a straight face. I'm like, dude, kids rock, dude. I, I, I actually love so, kids, man. I am a kid still. You know, I... I all my music I listened to is from when I was fucking 12, 13 again. All my likes are coming back from that. Like, i just been hella into Fast and Furious now. There's something about kids, too. It's like, I mean, even as a kid, like, it's so crazy how you can, like, just disassociate that you're in a real world and just, like, kind of live a fantasy. And it's so cool oh, just, like, time, it's dude. so cool just, wa- like, even that, whenever we were talking about, like, uh, your nephew transforming into a monster, you're like, oh, yeah, give just give him a sec. He'll be done in just a little bit. Yeah, that's him in his own world. He doesn't remember that. But you know what's cool? See, <laughs> I, I was the first one to show him Evil Dead 2, and he still loves the shit out of Evil Dead. He loves Ash vs. Evil Dead, all these other shows. I've, I, you know, it's cool to see parallels with it. Like, I never showed him Back to the Future. He ended up loving that on his own. That's a staple of my childhood. You're... And I didn't even grow up with that. How old is he I, now? I just found that on my own. Uh, he's about to be 11 this year. 
dude, if this podcast goes on for more than like uh seven years, he might end up being the third member of While You Die, dude. That kid's gonna dude, be hilarious. Be ch- yeah, ch- everyone, a uh, child of the pod, Julian. He rules. He is amazing. Uh, we took him to see some monster trucks this sat or this past Saturday. Man, that was fun, dude. That's a good like gl- glimpse of everything. Walked in, not a fucking mask. Is that that? Like, uh, Fuck yeah! Is that uh, the four wheeler thing that you were at? <laughs> yeah, and I posted a suck a non outside taste free. It's yeah, like so funny seeing the the quad runners just loop around to that. And then you followed, no, that, and then you followed up with that meme where it's like you wouldn't suck on a chili dog. You wouldn't steal a car, would you? High <laughs> reading's just as bad. Well, just that lyric, like, what the hell was he thinking, dude? Like, who's, like, there's so many things you could say other than sucking on a chili dog, like, slamming down chili dogs <laughs> outside. Like, okay, cool. Uh, choking him down. To, uh, choking. I don't know. He said, there must have been some bad ones that he settled on sucking it. And, like, what do you do? You lick, you, you, you lick it off like it's a Oreo or something like that and just toss the naked weenie? I don't know, dude. It, it doesn't make sense. That makes me. me feel so gross inside of my body, but it's also hilarious because oh. I like to think of like, <laughs> dude, I, I just try Someone to- Someone deep throating a, a chili dog and then just like oh, dude. cleaning it off. Stop, dude. Stop. <laughs> Maybe Diane was a freak, man. There was a, there was another verse that he took out where they like talk about a lot of food play maybe. <laughs> oh, you you wait till Put we up. don't mind me just googling uh, Hatsune Miku Bruce Springsteen cover to see if it's oh, already dude. been done. I bet Google's confused. Like, what the fuck do we advertise as this guy, dude? Like, just I have like I'm looking at my my tabs open right now and I just have fucking Mads Mikkelsen Hatsune Miku sucking on chili dog. Damn, I wish there was more covers now. There should just be uh, a Jack and Diane. There's multi- Ooh, I should look, we should look that up because I want to hear other people sing "Sucking on a Chili Dog." <laughs> I would never cover that song just based off that fucking lyric. That's a good song too. What's the actual title of that song? I'm so fixated on Chili Dog. Jack and Diane. Dude, oh yeah, chili yeah. Chili dogs are the shit, dude. You know how long it's been since I've had a chili dog or gone bowling? I talk about these things all the time, but I don't do them. Like batting cages, you know how awesome of a day it sounds like with the boys, you know? You're drinking some cheap light beers, sucking some chili dogs, hitting the batting cages. <laughs> sucking That sounds like a sounds like a good summer. Oh, TGIF, ready to get out of here and suck on a chili dog if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, burning the midnight oil, man. It could be sucking some chili dogs, right? <laughs> Damn, I'd say it's Miller and sucking chili dog time for me. <laughs> this old <laughs> like Oh, no, it's like that fishing quote, a bad day at sucking chili dogs is better than a good day at work. <laughs> just <laughs> calling your girlfriend. Uh, hey, baby. Yeah, yeah. I'm running a little late. I was thinking we could just whip something up, maybe suck a couple chili dogs down or something. <laughs> I'm going to buy a chili dog sometime this week, and I'm going to send it to... I'm going to I'm gonna oh. post about it. Hey, guys. <laughs> where, do you, where do you get a chili dog outside of um, Sonic? Wiener schnitzel. I don't think you we- can't go to another. Yeah, like we have a wiener schnitzel out here that it's fucking inconvenient. Every time I want it, you know, kind of drunk. Oh, yeah, we're closed. We close at 8 p.m. and we're open at like there. It's always inconvenient fucking hours. That's why I hit up uh, TNT. That, you remember TNT? Oh, of course. I remember TNT. For listeners that Dude, don't know, to- TNT's just this. Uh, it's a. It's a box, and they call it a little business, but it's an incredible place. TNT Donuts, it's the stop. And I honestly, like, going back to our previous episode, we were talking about 
that ride home from a party and you're listening to Doing It Right by Daft Punk. That was the, that's the, that's the song that you roll up to TNT Donuts in. Dude, those poor guys have seen me so drunk before. Like, I remember one time, like, it's like a week straight, like, I was like, yeah, man, let me get the bacon, egg, and cheese croissant. Then he came back, and I was like, I gave him, like, a 20, and he's trying to make a change. I'm like, keep it, dude, that's for you. And he was like, you can tell no one's ever done that there for him. He's like, uh... Do you want chocolate milk or something? I'm like, yeah, fuck it, man. I'll, I'll throw a chocolate milk right now. Give it to me. <laughs> I think my last chocolate milk was at TNT. Oh, I had my stomach. My guts were not happy. My my stomach was beatboxing the next morning. But I really appreciated that random act of kindness. Those kolaches, though. Oh. Mm-hmm. The the jalapeno cheese ones. Mm-hmm. Man, I got a I got a homie that's visiting from uh, Lubbock right now. Turn him on to that. You know what the night was, man. Bunch of cheap beers, listening to a lot of good music. Good nights, man. Going out, fucking bowling with the boys, having fun, participating in dad culture. It's all life is. It's all you need. I told my mom I was probably going to be in Midland two nights, but I'm thinking three. We got to do three, bro. We're going to, like, not just on the content, just I miss you. I haven't seen you in, like, in person in years. I know. And, like, I can't remember the last time. I think the last time legit was probably that concert with fucking terror (laughs) remember that was that was the summer of 50 shades of gray in that soundtrack because i remember we stayed up drinking by the pool fucking like seltzers before seltzers it was like strawberita bullshit i know your parents got pissed because we drank most of them or we're they're they're trying to get rid of them so i think they gave them to us but i remember we stayed up all night saw the sunrise got in bed or you started singing to justin love me like you do love, love, love. and i was like cackling he got up and he was like fucking fuck off dude he was so fucking mad yeah we we got, we got in trouble for uh killing a box of is it franzia something like that I, that bo- I it's no a fucking we, we got in trouble for killing shiners and boxed wine <laughs> but damn that was we such got, a fun got, time we, yeah, we got in trouble for being our fucking selves. Okay, oh, so and you yeah, had, it dude, has been and you, six and, years. And you had your Jack White haircut, dude. I was a fan of that. Please go back oh, to yeah, that. Oh, yeah, my hair was that short again. I might, but I don't know. I, I might actually now. Now that I'm basically living that era again, I'm talking to you again. Might as well maybe do it for the pod. Maybe someone pay me to do it. I need to get, I need to, <laughs> someone pay for my haircut. I need to get it fixed. Friend of the pod, Jackie, uh, was the last person to cut my hair. That was last year during quarantine, and we were, we got drunk one night, wine drunk, about a couple of bottles in, and she did a pretty bad job of cutting it. It's not even. I'm going to admit it right now. It's fucking... But, hey, my personality's cool, and it bleeds it out, but I will go back to Jack Whitehair if someone pays for the haircut. It looked good. It looked clean. I, I definitely recommend you go back to it. I mean, I, I think... I might go back to it. Everyone that knows you just knows you with long hair, and everyone loves it, but, dude, I was such a fan of the Jack White cut. So you're telling me you're going to love me again if I do this. All right. That's the only way. The town. <laughs> like, damn, boy, you're looking kind of thick. Excuse me? <laughs> well, here's what we'll do. I'll tell Listen. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take you. Go get your hair cut. You and me. Why are you picking your belly button, sir? We're going to we're gonna pull into Sonic. Sonic Drive. America's Drive-In. We're going to suck. We're going to suck a few chili dogs. <laughs> I, uh, I already talked to my mom, too, because after Midland, I'll be in Dallas. And I was like... I was like, we should do an episode. She's like, well, you know, I'm an open book. 
So <laughs> just gonna ask questions about you, just like so tell me about the first time you ever caught Caleb in an incriminating position, pooping, <laughs> masturbating. You know, let's let's get really into detail for him, man. <laughs> We're gonna avoid that. Dude, no. It's gonna be fun. We're it'll be wine talk. It'll be wine moms. We'll be wine moms in that episode. Oh, dude, did you see that video on Twitter earlier? Uh, everyone's been it's this kid proposing and he gets denied, but He's dressed like Ben 10. He has a fucking Ben a Ben 10 jacket, a Yankee fitted. No way. Fucking the watch. Look it up on on Twitter right now, dude. You can just type in Ben 10. It will come up. And everyone's been going in like, "Man, my, <laughs> it's fucking crazy." Ben 10 dude. proposal. Oh, I'm watching it right now. Hold on. I'm pausing it real quick. The video that you watched, is there a voiceover that says, "So, what do you guys think of this?" Yes, I saw that one, and oh, then there's another one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue real quick. Dude, the homies in this video. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find this on Twitter. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put it on our page. But oh my gosh, dude, the homie support. It's like <laughs> holding him. It's like holding him back physically and mentally. Who was your first uh, cartoon crush? Oh God, either Jessica Rabbit or Miss Bellum from. Uh... Powerpuff Girls. Also, oh, dude, you could, there's there's a trend uh, with redheads. Frankie from fucking Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, like, I totally oh. forgot about that one. I was like, that's what that's those are the kind of girls I want to I want to date right there. You know, she she has a skirt and a and a hoodie. You know, like wow, she could be just kind of like me. My very first like cartoon crush. What was that? Did you just deflate a balloon? What are you talking about? I heard like a squeak. I have no clue what you're talking about. Dude. <laughs> so, so, so my very first cartoon crush was Daphne from Scooby-Doo. Oh, God, yes. Well, the movie, uh, that, that kind of highlighted that for me. And uh, this was at the time where, uh, like, I would get it on, like, Channel 8 for Cartoon Network, but I had had uh, Scooby-Doo the Cyber Chase on VHS. Oh, a classic movie. And... I, I remember I had to have been younger than 10 at the time, but I remember pausing. I remember pausing the VHS tape and getting up to my TV to kiss Daphne. And, uh, th- Oh dude, I did that with a very obscure movie. <laughs> we'll get into that one sec, but yeah. the, uh, so you remember like those really boxy TVs? If you held your hand over it, it would shock you. Yeah, that, or, like, you put your hair up next to it, and it frizzes up, and you look like Doc Brown. So, I kissed the TV, and it shocked my lips. And then, after that, just in, like, just in, like, entertainment and media, you would hear the thing where it's like, wow, did you feel the sparks? And for no shit, like, three or four years of my life after that, I genuinely thought when you kiss somebody that you really liked, and they liked you back, you would feel that shock. And I remember, and I remember being kissed in sixth grade outside the mall, and I was a sixth grader, probably too old to still think this way. But I was like, I didn't feel the shock. She's not my. She's not for me. That's not wifey. I didn't fucking pass out. She's not a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, that's man. a callback. You call her, <laughs> bruh. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure my mom caught me. 
And like I like scrambled away from the TV like a little creep. Oh, dude, moms have seen some stuff, dude. My mom, you know, I'm the fourth out of four boys. Jesus Christ, dude, must have been disgusting. Just cracking blankets in half. Fucking, <laughs> uh, oh my god, dude, can you imagine that? You know what's going on, you know? We're like, oh shit. I remember, uh, I remember my gammy caught me making out for like the first time with a girl and it was like on the couch and oh my gosh, even thinking about it makes my back hurt. Dude, those are the biggest moments of shame. Just like, no, I wasn't doing anything. But yeah, I think, uh, I think it was definitely Daphne from Scooby-Doo. Like that was, that was top tier. And then, uh, Shigo was big for me. Yeah, Shigo was pretty fine. She was thick. Shigo was fine. Um, who else? I don't really know after that. I think I think Daphne and Shigo were my mains. Dude, Jessica Rabbit, man. Jessica Rabbit was a dime. <laughs> Jessica Rabbit had some kids acting up. Well, that's why I was kind of like, hell yeah, man. It's kind of, you know. The, sexu- the sexual like, awakening. Like, <laughs> no, fuck it. Roger Rabbit, podcaster, boyfriend. Fuck it. Jessica Rabbit, OnlyFans girlfriend. That's the goal right there, man. That, that's, <laughs> that's it right there. I love those memes, dude. Thank you guys so much for listening to our program. This has been While You Die Podcast. If you guys want to tweet us, find us on Twitter. That's at While You Die Pod. Same with all of our socials. If you want to listen to my music, that's Honeywire. All socials for that, at Honeywire Music. And uh, if you want to find my personal stuff uh, on Instagram, Caleb underscore 77. What if you just changed your Instagram every week and people are like, this is very confusing? You can find me at... Big, <laughs> big sucking chili dog boy. <laughs> I, I might change my, my Twitter name to that, honestly. Chil- sucking chili dogs. <laughs> Just change your Instagram and that, yeah. I might do it. Okay. But I'll do it after in a while. <laughs> You'll, you guys will know. But for right now, you can follow me at, under, at panini underscore life. Possibly chili dog underscore life. We'll see if that's available or not. But Twitter's still the same at fake drifter underscore uh i wasn't too creative with that one maybe i could find a good chili dog handle i need to get a better one these are shit that i made from when i was like years ago but anyways (laughs) follow me on there i love you buddy love you too man i don't know how but they found me with kiss goodnight i don't know how they found me marty no i don't want to spend my life with anyone